This call is being recorded. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. The Eva Mayata Gawaybe Adu Morning. Good morning, Sister Yvonne. God bless you. You're always in our prayers. Hey. You're welcome. Has anyone else joined the call who would like to say good morning? Morning, Susie. It's Deborah Evans. Good morning. Deborah Evans. Good morning. Has anyone else joined the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call this morning? I would like to say good morning. Good morning, it's Deidre. Good Happy morning. Thursday. Good morning, Deidre. Happy Thursday to you, too. Has 
anyone else join the call? Good morning, it's Diane. Good morning, Susie. Happy Thursday. Good morning, Diane. Happy Thursday to you, too. Have a wonderful day. I'm glad yeah. I'm in. Okay, you too. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning, family. This is Pam. Happy Thursday. Good morning, Pam. Happy Thursday. Is anyone else joining the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call? Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call? Good morning, Susie. Good morning. Good morning, Barbara. And I heard someone else. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Good morning. This is Sister Denise. Good morning, Sister Denise. Happy Thursday to you as well. Good morning. This is Sister Dawn. Good morning, Sister Don. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, family? Good morning, Brother Eric. Sister Don, are you a new caller? Uh, yes, I go in and out. Um, I try to uh, come in as much as I can during the week. Yes, I am. Well, I'm glad that you joined us and who invited you? Denise. Well, I am. I am so glad that you joined us. We know you will be blessed. Yes, I have been. Thank you so much. Praise God! You are so welcome, welcome, Sister Dawn. And what is your last name, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, Murray. Oh, okay. Thank you, Sister Dawn. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call? Happy Thursday, Susie. Good morning, family. Good morning. This is Nikisha. Yeah, I know, Nikisha. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I get pretty good the with people, the voices. The new people. <laughs> <laughs> Have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you. Has anyone else joined the call who would like to say good morning?
Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call? Good morning. It's Andrew. Good morning, Brother Andrew. Good morning, Susie. Anyone else like to say good morning? Okay, everyone, I will go ahead and get started um, with the call. Um, I first do want to take this moment to welcome a new caller into our family. Her name is Sister Dawn Murray, and she was invited by our Denise. Um, Denise. So we're so glad that you joined us. And before we do move forward again, we do ask that you please mute your lines so that we can proceed. And hello again, my name is Susie, and I am your hostess, and thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 o'clock a.m. Pacific Time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed, too. Be sure to join us daily in December for the monthly theme is Vision. You don't want to miss the messages, teachings, lessons, and heart shares that will be brought to you by our wonderful and gifted declarers. We do have two announcements this morning. Ladies. Please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out Women's Call, hosted by Ms. Lisa Porter. They will be going through the book entitled Emotionally Healthy Spiritually. It's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature by Peter Sazero. The call takes place from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Time right here by dialing the same number tonight. You will be blessed. Second, if you have been blessed by the call and would like to sow into it, please visit www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me forward slash declarevictory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for giving and trusting in Him. The prayer request submitted via the app, we do have one by Sister Carolyn. It says, please keep lifted my pop Charles. He recovery and free from cancer. Also prayer for Azarene breast cancer. The order of the call is, prayer will be brought by Geraldine. Then we will go into corporate praise. The declaration will be brought by Tanya. Then we, we will go right into closing comments hosted by the Declare Tanya. And then I will repeat that. Prayer will be, be brought by Geraldine. Then we'll go into corporate praise. The declaration will be brought by Tanya. Then we will go right into the closing comments hosted by the Declare Tanya. The scripture for today is Daniel 7, 13, 14. In my vision at night, I looked, and there before me was one like a son of man, coming with the clouds of heaven. 
he approached the Agent of Days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and people of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will not be destroyed. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we do ask that you put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior, Geraldine. God bless you all. Father, we thank you this morning, Lord. First of all, we want to give you praise. We want to give you glory. And we do want to give you honor on this morning. We do bless your name, O oh God. Because you are good and you are worthy to be praised on this morning. This morning, we want to say thank you for another day. It's a day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it on this morning. Heavenly Father, as we come into our prayer closet, as we are in our places and positions on this morning, God, how we love you and how we praise you on today. How we thank you, oh God, because you are good and you are worthy to be praised, Father. As we lay our request at the altar on this morning, Father, I'm asking that you look in on top this morning. Sister Carolyn has asked us to pray for him and keep him lifted up, oh God. Father God, we thank you for the healing reports that are on the way. We're praying for Sister Edlerine on the day. God, you are so awesome and you are so amazing. There's nothing impossible where you are the God of the possible and the Lord of the possible. Thank you, God, for helping us, oh God, on this morning as we touch lives, as we enter into our places and our positions, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for everything that you have done thus far. Thank you, Father God, for moving the hands of time for us. Thank you for your angels that rejoice in heaven when one comes to you, oh God. Perhaps there's someone that don't know you, God, in the pardoning of their sins on this morning. Father God, I pray as we are traveling the dangerous highways, those that are on the freeways, even right now as we are praying, oh God, I ask that you would begin to cause your angels to fall in place. Father God, we ask that you cover them with your blood as they travel the dangerous highways and the weathers. We've seen so many different things going this month. Thank you, God, for vision. Because without the vision, the people perish. And we thank you for each visionary that comes on the line. And this morning, Father God, I'm praying a hedge and a blessing over Sister Tanya on this morning as she brings the word of God. Father, we thank you right now. And as we come together in unity, there is strength. And God, we give you praise. I give you glory. I thank you on this morning, God, for waking us up this morning and starting us on our way, oh God. Thank you. Father God, I'm asking that you look in on Sister Yvonne on this morning. Thank you, oh Lord. I see her growing by leaps and bounds. I thank you, God, that she's being more and more audible and that we understand more. God, thank you for opening our eyes and our understanding on this morning for the word comes to correct. It comes to empower us, God. It comes to strengthen us on this morning, oh God. We need you today more than we did on yesterday. And Lord, I can't make it without you. 
It's from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same God. I'm asking on this morning, Father God, that your people would come in and begin to worship you and praise you on this morning, oh God. As we unmute our lines on this morning and we begin to worship, begin to pray, we begin to thank you, we begin to honor you, oh God. We honor you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, oh God. You are strength in times of trouble. You are strength. You're the joy of the Lord. And the peace of the Lord is our rest. Thank you for taking the declares from the north, south, east, and the west. Thank you for those who monitor the law and those who see things in place. And Father God, the declares and those that are in the victory room on this morning, oh God. I thank you for each and every individual, God. Oh, how we love you, Lord. This morning, Oh, God, stand firmly on your promises, Lord God. Oh, God, stand firmly on your promises, Lord God. 
thank you, and I praise you. We Thank you for your people on this morning, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And we thank you on this morning, and we praise you, for it is in the matchless name of Jesus. Hallelujah, as I pass the call to the declarer on this morning. Father, we thank you and we praise you. It is in the matchless name of Jesus as I pass the torch on this morning to you, woman of God. Bring the word Amen. never before. Thank you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for that exchange, Jerry. Glory to God. I, I thank God for being here today. After being here today, I praise and thank the Lord that I'm truly saved, sanctified, and filled with the mighty burning fire. I thank God for Pastor Dion today. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm poking fun. I'm going to ask you to go ahead and, and put your phones on mute, please. You should have a standard mute feature on your phone. If not, you can press star six, I believe, and that will do the same thing. We want to protect the integrity of the call. I have a lot of information that I want to give this morning, and I want to make sure that you get it all and that we are not interrupted. If you joined us while we were praying, um, and I hear some background noise, so I don't know if that's heavy breathing or just somebody moving, but I can hear you. So please just do me a favor, look at your phone, make sure that it is muted. Don't assume anything. Our phones are so smart that you could barely touch them and they'll come off mute. So uh, again, please double, triple check. And I still hear some heavy breathing or some movement. And that's you. So please go ahead and mute your phone. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Amen. All right. Well, we're gonna go ahead anyway. We'll, we'll, we'll. Um, we have vision enough to be able to uh, deliver this word, and uh, I believe that God will allow you to hear it. Um, if you join the call late, um, not late, but if you join the call after we got a chance, after we started praying, don't worry. Uh, we'll be able to greet you on the back end. But now we're gonna go ahead and get into the word. Again, I want to welcome everybody that's here. Um, especially the new callers. You may have called in um, and you may not have said anything. You may just may have just decided it's not a requirement, but we want to also officially welcome you as well. So the word vision as a noun um, is, is defined as the faculty or state of being able to see. So it's the ability to think about, or it's also the ability to think about uh, or plan the future with imagination and or wisdom. It's an experience of seeing someone or something in a dream or a trance. It can also be a person of 
sight of unusual beauty. They were a vision uh, of fresh air. They were a vision for sore eyes. I will expound. Um, I will expound on these these uh, definitions. But before I do, I I, I want to give new callers a disclaimer. You, you may perceive that I'm all over the map, but trust me, every word, sentence, paragraph, and the context in which I deliver this share is intentional. I promise it will all come together like a neatly wrapped gift with perfect folds, beautiful wrapping paper, bowls, and invisible tape. I don't like that tape that you can see. That regular scotch tape you can see it on the gift. I don't like that kind of tape. I like invisible tape, especially the double-sided uh, type of tape. <laughs> you ready? Okay, let's go. The basic definition given above merely scratches the surface of the word vision. There are several other meanings that I'm going to run through. For example, there's 2020 vision. According to Dr. J. Kevin McKinney, uh, it's normal vision, meaning that a person with 2020 vision can see what an average individual can see on an eye chart when they are standing 20 feet away. And if you're 18 or older, I'm sure you're familiar with an eye chart which contains letters of various sizes that um, the, a technician will ask you to read off to them. There's peripheral vision, the part of our vision that is outside the center. Okay, somebody is, I need you to, it's really distracting. I, I need you to mute your phone. It's not snoring. It's just that you are off mute. If you could, please, please just take a look. And if somebody is on the board, if you could find that, that would be great. Peripheral vision, the part of our vision that is outside the center of our gaze, that is the largest portion of our visual field. So if you look straight ahead, no, seriously, do this for me. Look straight ahead. Everything that you see on the left and the right side without turning your head are within your peripheral. That would be considered peripheral vision. There's also night vision. Nocturnal mammals like raccoons, opossums, and night monkeys have unusually large eyes to, keep the, to help them to see better in the night. Night vision goggles allows humans to see at night, for example, police, military, special ops, that type of thing. There are eye or visual conditions that can occur at any age, up to and including blindness at birth. However, most of us have or will experience visual changes between the ages of 40 and 60, but after 60, they can become more, that those eye conditions can become more severe. This is not a prophetic statement. It's called life, L-I-F-E, life. Why do you think the dollar store sells readers? I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> these, visual in, these visual changes include nearsightedness, um, or, or it's also called myopia. A person can see objects clearly when they are close to them, but objects at a distance will appear blurred. Nearsightedness, get this affects about 30% of the population and is easily treated with contacts or glasses. Just go to the dollar store. Find you some that fit 
uh, and that, that are cute and that you can see clearly. Farsightedness, also called hyperopia, I think is how you pronounce it, whatever, is opposite to nearsightedness. A person can see objects clearly that are far away, but objects close to them are blurry. This is also easily treated by glasses or contacts. Astigmatism, the surface of the cornea or lens is not spherical causing your eyes to focus at two separate points instead of one. This can cause eye strain, discomfort, headaches, blurred or distorted eyesight, night vision problems, etc. But it's also easily treated by, you guessed it, contacts or eyewear. Presbyopia, the lens of your eye changes and is less flexible, making it difficult to focus on objects that are near. This generally occurs around age 40 and later. Macular degeneration. This is a deterioration of the center part of your retina or the area in the back of the eye that receives the images and sends information to the brain. A person will start to see a gray or black dot in the center of their eyesight which will gradually grow larger. This condition is the leading cause of vision loss and is incurable, except God do a miracle. I didn't mean the rhyme right there, but I'm just saying. However, the effects can be slowed by or slowed with treatment. Uh, Last two, glaucoma. It's a condition where the optic nerve of the eye is affected. The optic nerve carries images from the retina to the brain. Glaucoma often has no noticeable symptoms and is not painful, like it can sneak up on you gradually, where you lose peripheral vision, and that loss will continue. In other words, it will continue to expand. Frequent eye exams can detect glaucoma and and greatly slow down the progress of the disease. Cataracts. The clouding of the lens in your eye that can affect only one or both eyes. The lens sits behind the colored part of your eye, the iris, and will cloud over, causing light to scatter and blur. You may also see double vision with objects. This condition generally is caused by age or injury, but sometimes can be caused by genetics, past eye conditions, surgeries, chronic illness, and medications. Let's take a detour for a few minutes from the conditions and definitions of vision. I promise we'll get back on the the story road shortly. I started wearing glasses in my 40s. A couple of years ago, I was diagnosed with, or I received a diagnosis of cataracts, which was a little shocking to me and my doctor because of my age. November 7, 2018, I had cataract surgery. In April 2019, I purchased some really nice eyeglass frames while in Dubai, assuming I would still need to wear glasses after my eyes were completely healed. In the late summer of 2019, I had an eye exam, and my doctor said, I now have 20 
2020 vision. What? You mean I don't have to wear glasses anymore? <laughs> nope. You said you don't have to wear glasses anymore. Unless you want to get some re- readers for, you know, if you're working on your computer or for very, very fine print. I was like, come on, Jesus. The problem, though, was that I could not take my designer frames back to Dubai. So um, I didn't ask, but he gave me a prescription for readers. I mean, I could have gone to the dollar store and, and gotten some inexpensive readers. But, shoot, I had invested in some, you know, some really nice frames while I was in Dubai. And since I couldn't get my money back, I decided that, you know, I'd go ahead and take advantage. So what I did was um, I took my frames to Hello, guys. I'm sorry. I I have gotten something that's going on for the last few days. Um, something I've been getting kicked out of the call, so that might happen again. If it does, don't worry. I'll I'll call right back in. Just hold on. So let me let me start back at a reasonable location. Um, I ended saying that my doctor told me that I had 20/20 vision. I decided that since I had these frames. I would get my my frames not uh, converted as eyeglasses, but as uh, sunglasses. And I would, and but but anyway, that's what I decided to do. So uh, that's where I left off. I went to one of these um, vendors that um, advertises frequently about buy one get one half off or get one free. They assured me they could uh, do the work for like five hundred dollars or more. I was like, uh, no, thank you. I quickly retrieved my frames from the customer service representative and said, thank you, but no thank you. I'll take my business elsewhere. I walked out of the store with so much girl, bye, (laughs) it's probably still lingering in the air. A few weeks later, I took the frames to a wholesale vendor who said they could do the work for a third of the price. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. I surrendered my frames and made the payment, but a few days later received a message that they could not perform the work. But to add insult to injury, they could not explain why. Hmm. It was hard to digest the second vendor's non-explanation because it seemed illogical that they could not do the work I desired, which was simply to replace the clear lenses with dark lenses for sunglasses. My initial thought was that no one could meet my desired outcome at an affordable price. I thought about just wearing the frames with the clear lenses, but that just wasn't even possible because the designer's brand was stamped on the front of the lens. I don't have an issue with wearing brand items. You know, I can do with them or without them. It doesn't matter. But not on my lenses. I mean, that would just seem like really retarded to me. Something told me not to give up, to explore my current healthcare provider's network. When I did, I discovered that no appointment was necessary. It was first come, first serve. So I arrived. Um, there was one person ahead of me. No problem. I put on patients before I left the house, so I was cool. Um, when the optical clerk called me up, I shared what I wanted. Um, we discussed options. I said, I want this, not that, so on and so forth. Then she discovered I had a credit waiting for me to use. 
The credit was available January the 1st, 2019, four months before my Dubai trip. What's the point? Well, the point is this. I wasn't nearsighted as I thought. My vision was impaired because cataracts were formed prematurely. Point number two, God can heal us miraculously or through medical science. Can you envision your healing? Point number three, sometimes God will block your plan because he has a better one. He's just waiting for us to posture ourselves to receive it. Point number four, if God would go to the extreme of blocking me from spending money at two other vendors, all because I had a benefit, a hookup someplace else, don't you think that he would, now this is about some designer designer frames, right? I could do with or without them. But if God would take that much attention to my desire to have my frames converted, what would he do for things that I really need, things that are really important, things that I really, really, really desire? Okay, let's get back on story roll. As a rule of thumb, God has already provided the answers we seek. Isaiah 65, 24 in the uh, Passion Version reads, before they even call out to me, I will answer them. Before they finish telling me what they need, I will have already heard. The answers are usually within our reach, but we don't initially have the vision to see them due to distractions due to blurred vision, due to smudges, smudges on our lenses. What you talking about, Daniel? Doubt, fear, shame, blame, regret, anger, unforgiveness. Say la. Yep, unforgiveness can be a huge distraction, but there's also self-hatred, lust, addiction. You fill in the blank, all of which equal no or the wrong vision. Listen, I purposely excluded one other type of eye condition from my list above, and that is tunnel vision. Tunnel vision occurs when one loses visual acuity in the peripheral visual field while retaining visual acuity in the central region. The vision can be constricted and con concentrated in the central area. So like um, it can be um, focused on um, things right in front of you. That's your, your vision gets locked on, um, like physically, it gets locked on only on the things that are in front of you. So the loss of peripheral vision may be a symptom of some of the conditions that cause a generalized loss of vision. Glaucoma is a common cause of tunnel vision. There's also a colloquial definition for the phrase tunnel vision that is similar to the medical definition. It's when one looks straight ahead, mainly fixated on the items in front of them. Now, quiet is kept. I've been accused of having tunnel vision like my father. However, in my case, it might be in his case too, but we're just talking about me right now. In my case, it is primarily due to my focus or concentration on other things. 
I am the first to admit that I have things on my mind and my mind on things, often. <laughs> For example, when arriving at work, I mean church, on Sunday morning, my desire is to participate in service like everybody else, but I am there to work. So I arrive prepared to deal with any challenges, changes, or situations that arise to ensure the entire service runs smoothly without alerting the congregation and guests that we have a quote-unquote situation. But I must be intentional about greeting the early crowd. And while at church or at a networking function, I also order my lips to smile when I pass people or make eye contact, whether they respond or not. Because sometimes my thoughts are so deep that I frown, possibly giving the impression that I'm feeling some kind of way, like I have an issue with them, a bad attitude, I'm conceited, an angry bird, or bougie. But that is not the case. Again, I'm generally in deep thought. Here's a Tanya, not Tanya moment. Okay, okay, since you're forcing me to tell all my business, let's take another detour from vision right quick so I can clarify something. I will say that I may have an ace of bougie. That's probably not genuine bougie. Some may mistake my slight germophobia for bougie. If it don't look, smell, or feel right, I don't want it. And provided you don't have tunnel vision, you may see it in my slightly parted lips, raised eyebrows, and tucked chin. I'm just saying. FYI, bougie bougie is defined in the dictionary as a thin, flexible, surgical instrument for exploring or dilating a passage of the body. But bougie defined in the urban dictionary is defined as people pretending to or who think they are high class, but they really not or don't realize that they're not. The word bougie is derived, at least from the Urban Dictionary, from the word borgias, which means middle or upper class. Let's get back on the story, bro, now that I've told all my business. <clears throat> Excuse me. May I tell you a secret? Good, because it's my story and I was going to tell you anyway. I didn't start out intentionally greeting people or making my lips smile because of a deep spiritual revelation. That activity came from good old-fashioned experience and common sense. You see, as a servant leader with vision for people, it is my responsibility to avoid every appearance of evil, according to 1 Thessalonians 5 and 22 through 24. What evil? People's vision or perception that I am mean, stuck up, etc. People will think whatever they want, but if my actions, and I can't control that, but if my actions are creating a negative image, I am not demonstrating the love of God. I don't have to intentionally speak, excuse me, one second. I don't have to, uh, again, I don't have to intentionally 
speak or smile at people. It's not part of my job description. It's not, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have to have a permanent smile plastered on my face when I'm in the marketplace doing business, so on and so forth. But it is prudent because of, um, excuse me, but it, it, but is it prudent? Of course it is. Because I want to give the right impression to God's children. Faith requires vision. Now, faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. Hebrews 11.1, 1, the, the, uh, the uh, Passion Translation. But it's not just any old vision or blurred, near or far-sighted vision. It's 2020 vision, pun intended. Vision requires creativity, strategy, perseverance, determination. Isaiah 50 and 7 says, the Lord, Yahweh, empowers me so I am not humiliated. For that reason, with holy determination, I will do his will and not be ashamed. I like that version, which is the uh, Passion Translation, but I love the King James Version, which says, um, God well, for, excuse me, which says, um, for the Lord God will help me. Therefore, shall I be confounded. Therefore, have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. The, the King James text is interpreted to mean that the Messiah would be firm and resolute despite all the contempt and scorn he knew he would face. But he made up his mind to endure it, and he would not shrink or punk out from any kind or degree of suffering because it was necessary to accomplish the great work in which he was engaged or he would be engaged in in once he accepted and it was once not he accepted, but once he uh, came here on earth um, as a sidebar, Flint, you know, I thought it was some deep spiritual uh, meaning, the word flint. But when I looked it up last night, it said that it's a subspecies of quartz of a yellowish or bluish gray or grayish black color. It's, it's a rock. It's, it's a very, very hard rock. Can I ask you a question? Don't answer me. I'm just being facetious right now. But have you ever tried to change a rock? Yeah, that is, that's not happening. Even even if I was able to break a big rock, I'm talking about a big rock, even a small, a medium-sized rock, even if I broke the rock, I would just have smaller pieces of the rock. It's still a rock. Listen, I need to tie this thing up so I can get out of here <laughs> and get off this story road, get us to our desti- destination. So I'll I'll offer this one final thought. I would like to offer Jesus as a prototype of flawless vision. The miracles, signs, and wonders he performed were incredibly amazing. Do you hear me? While it is not my intention to disparage them, it is important to note that miraculous activity was not the primary reason that Jesus temporarily traded glory for humanity. 
His objective was the redemptive work of Calvary. I submit to you today that my modern-day interpretation of, therefore, have I set my face like a flint from Isaiah 57 that I just referenced above, simply means that Jesus had urban tunnel vision. Do, Do me a favor, literally, do me a favor. If it's safe, if you're not driving or operating equipment right now, would you gently place your first three fingers on your wrist? Either one, your your left or your right wrist, preferably your your left wrist. Now, um, right where your hand and your wrist connect, I want you to slowly slide your three fingers towards the left edge of your wrist until you feel your pulse. Don't take your phone off mute, but do you feel it? Again, placing your first three fingers on your left wrist, if that's possible, and slightly move those fingers to the edge of the left side of your wrist, right there where your hand and your wrist connect. You should feel your pulse. On a count of three, I want us to count five pulsations. I'm doing it myself. Okay, I've just located my pulse. Ready? One, two, three, four, five. Listen. Jesus had laser focus on every single assignment from turning water into wine to turning his blood into the ultimate sacrifice for you. Yes, you, with your blood pulsating through your veins. You can feel it. You can feel the blood pulsating through your veins. He did that for you. It wasn't just for a story. He did that so that you could have life and life abundantly. But in order to do that, you have to have vision. You must have vision. What is your vision? In your vision, are you serving people? Who are you serving? Why that demographic? What is the cost? of your vision, whether it's tangible or intangible. Do you need others to fulfill the vision? How many people do you need to fulfill the vision? What are their roles? Where will the vision take place? What's the location? Will your vision cause you to collaborate with others or will you carry this vision out? Um, Is the vision for you to carry it out alone just with a supporting cast? Have you written down the vision? Selah. Habakkuk 2 and 2 in the King James Version says, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tablets that he may run that readeth it. 
For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. What do you see? Father, we thank you uh, for the word that you gave this morning. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you begin to open the eyes of our heart. It's important that we see with our eyes, but it is also important that we see with our heart, that we see your vision. For some of us, it's a grand, it's a grand-scaled task. There are many, many tasks that make up this one large vision. For others, it's, it's, it's not as grand. It is behind the scenes, but it's just as important. I thank you, Lord God, that as we go throughout the day, that we'll begin to think about the vision that you've placed in our heart and that you'll help us to get it out of our heart and on paper. But first, it needs to percolate in our minds, and we need to transform our minds by, uh, we need to be renewed by the transforming of our minds, how we see ourselves, how we see others so that you can begin to work through us and we can begin to write that vision down. It's in the matchless name of Jesus that I pray and give thanks. Amen. Hey, welcome to Declare Victory this morning. Uh, Before we go into the discussion, I want to take this opportunity to say good morning to everyone that has called in. If you're listening to us by radio this morning, we're so glad that you made a decision to join us. Um, What I want to do is open the call up and give those who uh, called in and and, and got got attached to the call uh, after we start, I want to give you an opportunity to say good morning. We'd love to greet you. Uh, And if you would just say good morning and who you are, that would be amazing so that I can greet you properly. The call is now open. You can take your phone off mute and greet us. Good morning. This is Zakia. Good morning, Zakia. Good morning, Demetriana. Hey, Demetriana, gone girl with all the syllables. <laughs> good morning. Um, good morning. This is Mona. Hi. Hey, Mona. How you doing? Good morning. I'm great. How are you? Good morning, Tan. Jackson's checking in. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Good morning. This is Tara. Tara, my Tara. Hey, Tara. Good morning. Good morning, babe. Guys, hey, dear. Love you more. Good morning. Good morning. This is Lona. Hey. Good morning. I heard somebody else. Juliet. Hey, Juju. Hey. Good Good morning, Tanya. Good morning. Is this Tanya? Yes. Good morning. Hey, Tanya. It's Tanya. (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, Tanya. I love saying that. (laughs) Love you, love you, love you. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of your walk. Oh, I'm excited for you. Good morning. This is Catherine. Hey, Catherine. Hey, Pam. Good morning. This is Pam. Hey, Pam. And it was somebody else. Good morning. This is Dawn of a new day. 
Oh, I love it, Dawn of a New Day. Yep, that's your name from now on, <laughs> Dawn of a New Day. That means you got to call in every day, though. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh my good God. morning, this is Sharice. Hey, Sharice. Good morning. Good morning. Anybody else want to say good morning? All right. Listen, good morning, family. Um, it's Andrea. Good morning. Good hey, morning. Good morning. Andrea. Good morning, morning. Sissy. Love you. You know, Dondria, your sound gets gooderer and gooderer every single time I hear you speak. I am excited for you and your sister, Tanya. I'm really, really excited. Me too. I'm grateful. Hallelujah. (laughs) Okay. You guys are just way too chill for me. Like, I am so excited right now. You have no idea. I've been up since like three something in the morning. Um, I just felt like like I I, I didn't sleep very much. And it's a good thing, though, because um, I had this like I woke up. I I was half asleep, kind of asleep and, you know, praying and falling back to sleep. And I was just excited. Like I had this excitement, you know, as kids, um, you know, or or we are as kids. I'll I'll use that example first. As kids, you know, just before Christmas, they're still at that age where there's something magical about Christmas. There's like that. That is so amazing to me. Their innocence. Um, you know, they're all bright-eyed. They have all of these presents under the Christmas tree or gathered around the fireplace. However, people do it, and um, you know, they just can't wait to get in there Christmas morning or whatever that tradition is, the family's tradition is, and open their presents. My family, we've always, we could not go in and rip into the presents. We had to first have prayer and honor God, you know, just for the fact that he sent Jesus. Um, we don't we don't celebrate Christmas, but we celebrate the birth in my family and hopefully in your family too. You're not celebrating Christmas. You're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ and using this time, understanding that he was not born on December 25th. It is the day that we set aside to acknowledge his birth, but that is not the date that he was born. It has not been proven in history the day that he was actually born. They think it may have been somewhere in April or whatever, but that's not what this call is about. Um, this call is about vision, but I was talking about excitement and how how that and using because as if you're a parent, you can identify with that. If you're a, uh, an aunt or whatever, and you know maybe you don't have children or whatever the case may be, or you are a grandparent now and the kids are all excited about all the commercials they see on TV and they've written down their list about the things they want, and then you go out and you get some of those things, wrap those things up, or put them in gift bags. I love gift bags. You put them in gift bags put them where you're going to put them, and then there's this anticipation about opening the gifts, that excitement that's in the air, um, that it is um, the energy. Um, That's how I was last night. It was like before Christmas morning as a kid, and it wasn't so much about this declaration, but it was about what I believe that God has in store for me, because I've got my eyes, my face set like flint. I got 20-20 vision, literally and spiritually. Anybody have any questions about the declaration? You wanted to make a comment. You needed clarity. Let's start there because I don't really have a bunch of questions. 
All right, it's clear as a bell, huh? Good morning. Good morning. This is EK. Hey, EK. Good morning. Hey, hey. Good morning, good morning. Uh, uh, real quick, um, in my moving around uh, this morning as I was attentively listening, um, I didn't catch the whole piece about the Flint. Oh, okay. And you just real real quick because that that was like I like you stepped out. That's the only piece I was missing to the whole. Okay, okay. Let me let me get back to that um, portion there. Um, I referenced Flint because it was based on I believe it's uh, yeah Isaiah fifty and seven. Um, what I said was vision requires creativity, strategy, perseverance, and determination. And I quoted Isaiah 50 and 7. The, the uh, Passion Translation says, the Lord Yahweh empowers me so I am not humiliated. For that reason, with holy determination, I will do his will and not be ashamed. But if we run over to the King James Version, um, it, it, it says, for the Lord God will help me. Therefore, shall I not be confounded. Therefore, have I set my face like a flint. And I know that I shall not be, excuse me, I shall not be ashamed. And so I went on to talk about how um, the interpretation of the scripture is, was really about the Messiah. This is Isaiah who was talking about the Messiah and when he came uh, to do the, the, the work of the, his, the redemptive work on the cross, um, prior to that actual work itself, um, there were going to be things that Jesus would face, and we know what they were. There were there was he was lied on, he was persecuted, and then when we think about the fact that he was um, he was tortured, you know, for for several hours, not just when he hung on the cross, but knowing all that he knew, he had his face set like a flint, and I went on to say that. I thought Flint was some, like, deep spiritual revelation. But when I looked up the word, I discovered that Flint, Flint is just rock. Um, it, 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 the, the type of rock is that it's a, it's a species of quartz. And I went on to say that it, 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 sometimes it's yellowish or bluish gray, sometimes maybe even a, a grayish black color. But all it is is very hard rock. So when I think about Jesus and and how he had to – the 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 vision that he had to have for himself, the yeah. self control, the um, the the determination, the 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 the, the uh, uh, TPT translation said he had holy determination. It wasn't just determination; like nothing was going to deter deter him from carrying out this assignment, the will of the Father. Right, okay. and I went on to talk about how that, um, you know. Even though when we look at the the miracles that Jesus performed, as amazing as they were, that was not why he came here. I mean, it was a part of it, but that wasn't the primary focus. Right, the right, primary right, right, focus right. was the redemptive work. So that's what it was. Okay, you 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 totally answered it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Anybody else? When you consider your vision, do you have the determination that you need in order to just begin to take baby steps? I'm not talking about clearing or or, or putting together an entire plan. 
right? But you gotta have some type of plan because if you don't have a plan, how does it? Somebody said those who plan to fail fail. No, those who fail to plan plan to fail. It's just a wish. You just got an idea. Tanya, this is Pam. It's a reference to the uh, the flint um, solid. You have to have uh, a solid rock plan. Listen, come on, girl. Uh, unstable. You have to have a solid rock plan. So if you're all over the place, you not you, you you're thinking one way, you're unpredictable. You have to have a firm, solid rock. You have to have a flint, solid rock plan. Determination. Wow, I like that. That's PK, y'all. That's my 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 long, 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 long time childhood friend. You have to have a solid rock plan. Why is that important? Now that doesn't mean that you can't modify your plan, right? But you got to have one. You got to have one to build on. Your 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 plan is your foundation. If you think about building a house or a building, I think somebody said it earlier this week. The taller your building, the deeper you've got to um, uh, drill down in order to create a firm foundation. Otherwise, the building could topple over, right? So with you, where do I start? Is this for so many people, that's where they're stuck. Where do I start? Did I hear somebody that was about to comment? Okay. Um, you you got to start somewhere. So where do you start? That's the question. Start with the vision. What did God give you? Get a piece of paper or pull out your, your device and write it down. Um, open a restaurant, open a cafe, buy, buy a food truck, um, feed the homeless, um, whatever it is, start a trucking academy, you know, um, or just, I want to, I want to go back to school. My vision is to go back to school or to complete school. So if if there was, here's what I would say. If you don't know where to start, start with researching. Because your research, and I don't mean Facebook. You could use Facebook, but I would not use Facebook. Cause social, Facebook is a social media platform. You could probably pull some idea. I take that back. You could pull some ideas from Facebook about colors, you know, get an idea, a sense of stuff. But I wouldn't primarily rely on Facebook because, or any social media platform, here's why. You're going to have to, your research needs to include data or documentation that substantiates what it is that you want to do. In other words, um, maybe maybe what you want to do is different from anybody else, but you want to go and get some data or some documentation that shows what other people have done. You want to look at what things cause them to fail, right, so that you can include that in your equation of your plan to ensure that you don't feel, that you don't fail. It's not necessary for us to recreate the wheel every single time that we um, have a plan. You can build off of what others have done and make it your own, make it your unique thing. So I would suggest that you start with research. Anybody else? 
have a question or want to add to what I just said about um, like creating a vision board. Dion talks about it all the time. Maybe, maybe another first step for you, maybe the research is kind of freaking you out because you don't know where to start there. What if you just took a snapshot of pictures, open yourself a Pinterest account, and, and in Pinterest, you can do a search for all kinds of things. Maybe your vision is to travel. Like you could do a vision of different places that you would like, like to travel. Where would you like to travel? You like the cold weather? Do you like the warm weather? You like extreme warm weather? Are you athletic? Do you want to go someplace where, you know, you can engage in a lot of activities, uh, mountain climbing, biking, hiking, those type of things? Or you want to do something where you can do um, arts and crafts? Or you want to do something where you can just chill on the beach, be isolated? Or do you want to be around a lot of people? You know, start asking yourself, what is it that you want? What is it that you see? And the more questions you begin to ask yourself, the more you'll be able to put your plan together. Or you could be old school. You want to you wanna, um, go buy some magazines. Cut out, look in different magazines. It could be maybe you have a vision for your dream house. And maybe you're not, maybe you still live in an apartment right now. Maybe you still are renting a room right now. That's cool. Nothing, nothing can stop. That don't mean you can't dream. And that doesn't mean that your dream is going to take place in the next six months. It might, but maybe the dream that you have is so massive, it's going to take a few years for you to write it down. You're still going to need a plan, right? So, so maybe you are old school. You want to go get some, some magazines um, that are, I, I said house. You want to build a dream house. Go get some magazines that have to do with, you know, architecture, that have to do with, um, you know, uh, living now, live modern living. Maybe maybe you don't want a modern house. Maybe you want a uh, old school, you know, country type of house or whatever, vintage furniture and that kind of thing. Whatever the case may be, get some magazines, cut the pictures out that you like, go to the dollar store, get you some poster board and some glue or some double-sided tape, and start cutting those things out and plaster them on the vision board. I mean, there's all kinds of things that you do. That doesn't cost a lot of money. There are people that at the end of the year, generally at the beginning of the year, that will have vision casting parties. Go to one of those. The important thing is is that you start doing something. Anybody else? Anybody want to add to what I said about um, where to start with your vision? Anybody willing to share a vision that you had? It started and you know, you, you're, you've completed it or you're halfway there or whatever the case may be? Good morning, Woman of God. How are you today? This is Geraldine, and I've been Good very morning. silent on the line for quite a while, and um, I've been fasting. And I just wanted to thank you for your uh, declaration on this morning and just a reminder of uh, getting our faith uh, set like a flint that is, uh, to me, I always thought that was something that, you know, in holiness, you know, we, uh, you know, you have a women and men of God that, you know, tell us, you know, this is what you need to do. We need to get so close to that fire, you know, that it, we can't be uh, shaken. We can't be moved. And, you know, uh, our, our faith, as far as vision is concerned, people we can only see. I have, uh, you know, some distorted vision. And I was uh, Heard you talk about how you had 
uh, was once uh, with um, had surgery on your eyes and you know many of us are seeing double vision and some of us are have blurred vision uh, from you know just different things that we've been in, encountered in our life and I'm just so grateful I'm like you at this time in my life I'm so for sure I'm so for sure that I'm for sure you know that I know where I'm going. I know where I'm headed, and I I got my uh, focus on one thing, and that's getting to heaven. That's reaching the goal, but in the process, working while we are waiting, and while he's, uh, you know, there's a plenty of work out here, and I I just love it. Thank you so much, woman of God. Thank you for your transparency, and you know, I just admire you so much. I I, I you and uh you know Pastor Dion and. The, the ones that are on, I really admire you, women of God, for your great tenacity in ministry. Thank you for helping us to reach our goals with the, your vision. Thanks. Thank you, Jerry. That was that was very, very kind. I appreciate your comments. Um, and to God be the glory. Um, you, you know, I <laughs> I think it was yesterday. Um, I, I about tripped over the elliptical machine and ask myself, did you really just say that out loud? Did you did you just really say your business out loud like that? Girl, what is wrong with you? But I made I made a commitment to God that I would live my life out loud. Now, granted, sometimes Dion and I will say, uh, are we crazy? Did we? But but as soon as I said it, I forget the young lady um, who mentioned about you know her marriage and. Um, you know, and uh, the, the 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 things that she was experiencing, and I realized then that it was not me just saying things to be saying things. That there was meaning behind what I experienced, and the decision that I made, the vision. Check this out. My marriage, my view of my marriage was skewed. My view of my marriage was blurred uh, towards the latter. Um, to the the last two years, it was a distraction from the enemy, right? I had to I had to go through a process. <laughs> the cataracts were removed from my my spiritual eyes as well, and I was able to see with a brand new lens who God placed in my life and 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 the blessing that I had received. Thirty one years of marriage is a long time. That's a long time to be with somebody. Um, I also realized that um, with tunnel vision, um, you know, I, I, I was not as alert as I was when my husband was living, um, because I always had him as, you know, he's my covering. You know, not just physically, but even spiritually, to be able to bounce things off of him, to be able to, you know, have conversations with him about things that I wasn't certain about. He, his insight, he was very, very intelligent. He, he did not, he didn't have a box. He, he didn't, there was no box for him to think outside of because he didn't have a box. Um, but now I have to move around differently. I need to be more aware of my surroundings. Um, I need to be, you know, I need to be more alert. I need to be, again, aware. I need to be watchful. The Bible says to watch as well as pray um, because, again, I don't have that particular covering, but it doesn't mean that I'm fully exposed because uh, God promised to never leave nor forsake me. Anybody else have a question or want to make a comment 
Uh, if not, I'm going to go ahead and end the call early and give you some time back so that you can reflect on your vision and obtaining 2020 vision in 2020. How are you going into 2020? How are you going to enter a new decade? That, that really hit me yesterday. It's not just another year. We are embarking upon a, another decade, right? And I shared with somebody, I realized that when we entered 2010, my husband and I, when we entered 2010, we entered in a deficit. And that's pretty much like hit and miss how we, you know, hit and miss. That's kind of how the decade played out. It's not going down like that this decade, though. I'm not entering the decade in a spiritual deficit, an emotional deficit, a financial deficit, a mental deficit, not happening. Because I'm doing the work. I've been doing the work all year, but now as the year is ending, we have uh, 20, how many more days? 26 more days? Something like that. Yeah, I think it's 26 more days. Listen, I'm going to maximize that time to ensure that I'm not trying to get it together in 2020. I'm going to enter in 2020 having it together already. Anybody willing to join me? Anybody Anybody else joining or entering 2020 with a plan? At least some research? Oh, y'all ain't with me today. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, yeah, yes. definitely. We with you. <laughs> right. Definitely um, with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's good to hear from you. Uh, Sister Tanya, sure. you yes, know, sir. Uh, I'm thankful for, for the vision of declare victory, you know, and I I know that uh, the visions that God um, gives us, allows us to, to have, can be expanded. You know, and, and since I've uh, been on Declare Victory, I, I know a part of the vision of Declare Victory is to um, empower and equip uh, those that plug in, and that definitely has happened for me. And I, I know that uh, Declare vision, Victory have more uh, in store moving forward, you know, and I'm just excited about seeing those visions come to pass. So, you know, I, I just, man, it, it's, it's happening. It's happening. The vision of declare victory is happening. You know, because I'm definitely uh, being empowered. Uh, I'm inspired. And, um, man, I'm looking forward to 2020 and the vision that God has for, for Jeff and his household, um, his marriage, um, his um, oneness with 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 my wife, and 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 look, God, I, I surrender all to you, and just use me. You know, um, that's the desire that I have. You know, desires and visions, you know, uh, could could work together. So I'm like I'm just thankful for declare vision, declare victory, because the okay, come on and prophesy that thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, you know, and, and I, because I, I, I keep 
hearing the beginning, you know, when Dion, you know, God, you know, gave it to her and, and told her to start this prayer line. You know what I'm saying? Um, man, that vision is, is whoo, it's happening. That's all I can yeah. say. How about this? How about the vision? It was just to pray. It wasn't all this other stuff that we doing a declaration and, you know, having hosters and greeters, creating a nonprofit organization, having hundreds of people call in. Like that was never, that was never part of the, that wasn't part of the vision. The vision was yeah, that, that's why I, I say it can, it can, it can grow. It can, you know, my God, oh, my goodness, come on. Yeah, I, I, I'm just thankful to be uh, included in the number. Um, I'm going to share this, and then I'm going to give you guys some time back. It can also be a homework assignment for you. Um, I started doing this several years ago. Um, I, I usually will, you know, do some type of um, a decoration for the holiday. Not always a tree. Come on, Mark. But, um, hello? Whoever, who's, is that Nikia? Whoever, oh, morning, are you here? Good morning. Yes, what's up? <laughs> hey, babe. It's my middle, middle, guys. Oh, you made Sorry. my Oh, you made my day. Oh, I'm so happy to hear from you. Oh, my God. Anyway, that was intentional. I love you, Mo. <laughs> That's my daughter, you guys. Um, uh, so what I would do, what I do is, is that when I, um, as I take my decorations down, and pack them away, sometimes I will, very often I'll write myself a letter. I'll, I'll date it. And, uh, you know, knowing that next year when I take the decorations out, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run across this letter. And, and it's a form of accountability. And I, I won't read you this letter, but it's dated January 27, 2017. And in this letter, I, I state what my current position was, what I was doing at the time, and what I was believing God for. And uh, I asked myself the question, what happened? Well, one of the things that happened is, is that I passed my algebra final because I was, I, I won't say that I was stressing out over it, but oh my God, I never want to take algebra anything again. Um, and then I asked myself another question, you know, where are you now? Um, and I say to myself, I can't wait to hear the outcome because you saw yourself in victory. I had a I had a vision of victory. And then when I, I look at some of the things that I was believing God for, all of them have been accomplished. And I went to sleep on that. At first, I thought reading this letter was going to make me sad, I, you know, because my husband is not here anymore. Um, and and I, I really thought, you know, maybe I shouldn't read it. It's probably going to put me in a probably going to put me in a funk, and I got to do the declaration tomorrow. But I'm okay. Do I have my moments? Absolutely. That's that's normal. But I'm okay. Um, especially looking at this list that I have, like the things that I was believing God for. There, but, but at the end of it, I I I asked myself a question: What about Josiah? That baby was on my heart. He's not a baby. He's going to be 17 whole years old and next week. He's going to be 17. You know, this this letter was written at a time when we didn't know. We were believing God, but the, but the, 
ultimately, the cancer was the cancer. It was from the base of his spine down to, I mean, the top of his head down to the base of his spine. To know that today he has, He's grown up. His voice is changing. He's getting facial hair. He's taller than me. Well, that don't that ain't saying a whole lot because a lot of people are taller than me. But he he's handsome. He's put on weight. Like he's not sick. The cancer has dried up from the inside out. That ought to encourage somebody today. That's because we had the vision to pray for him. His mama had the vision to not just take what the doctor said. She believed God for the vision that he had for her son, which that he would not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. That's amazing, you guys. So here's what I'm going to challenge you to do. I'm going to challenge you to write yourself a letter. It doesn't have to be all formal. Just let it flow. Don't worry about typographical errors or whatever. And I'm going to invite you to put that someplace where you can read it this time next year so that you can ask yourself where are you what did you do did you accomplish your did you did, did your vision come into pass did it come to pass did some of it come to pass a little bit of it what do you need to do to tweak it that's all i got you guys um thank you for listening i want to share a, oh okay who's this this is Andrea. good morning family Okay, Just because you were talking about 2020 vision, it's our 2020 season. I've been tracking with um, Apostle John Eckhart, and I just want to share with the family the um, Second Chronicles 2020. Um, you know, it says, "Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. And believe His prophets, and you shall prosper." So, as we're um, Dion is teaching us on the Archer Circle to make sure that we have a prayer strategy when we're looking forward to um, launching into the future and launching into 2020 vision. So. Um, anchoring all of your um, goals and your uh, desires um, with scripture. And so this is one to um, believe in the Lord our God and we will be established or on a firm foundation and believe in the prophets and we will prosper. So I just want to honor, declare victory. I love you guys. Um, You, Tanya, Dion, Miss Moni, Pastor, um, Apostle Hefe in the background, and um, all of you guys that do work. Moses, all of you guys, I love you. Thank you for my sister Tanya. Thank you for uh, my sister Mona and Tracy, all the prayer warriors that come with me. Priscilla, your voice has been such a blessing to me. I just want to thank you guys. I love you. Declare victory, Brother Jeff Sarge, Brother Eric, sister. Of course, Juliet, I don't want to start naming names and then you forget people. Demetriana, of course. Love you guys. Be blessed. Have an awesome day. You too, sis. Um, that is absolutely key. When you can find scripture that um, um, speaks to what your vision is, oh, my God, um, that that just makes it, for me, it just makes it that much more relevant, um, and it absolutely will um, help your prayers to be more strategic, and that's important that we have a strategic prayer life as well, um, ensuring that we, what does that mean, Tanya? Uh, for me, it means having a time that we pray, a consistent time that we pray, not just when we're in trouble. Um, but a consistent time when we spend time with God. And it doesn't have to be hours at a time. We we don't live, it, most of us have to work and have families and all that type of thing. So picking a time when um, when you will not be interrupted. For example, if you commute to work 
and commute meaning that you are taking public transportation or you ride with somebody else, even if you drive and there's nobody else in the car with you or there might be somebody else in the car with you and they're, they're, they're a believer too, that could be your time uh, to pray as you're on your way. Keep your eyes open, but that could be your time, um, that, that your time that you spend with God. And it doesn't have to be the whole commute, right? It could just be, you know, a few minutes of the commute. But during that commute time is a great time to do it. I used to get to work early on purpose. Um, and I would get to work, I would, you know, get my things together, and I would um, spend time in, I had a, a, an area in the office, because um, I worked at 6 a.m. to 2 p.m., and nobody was in the building, generally speaking, but I still had a place, just in case one of the attorneys came in early or whatever, but I had a place where I would go and pray, um, and, and I would study for a little while. Um, and I, you know what, I'd, again, it wasn't hours, but I gave God some time, um, you know, and, 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 and I would like to suggest that to you as a start, having a strategy when you're going to do it and for how long and what it is that you're going to do. If you're driving, obviously you can't read your word, but you can absolutely listen to it and you can meditate. You can listen to YouTube um, messages. You can, you can listen to the Bible um, daily audio by Bible. You can listen to if you have a, a Bible app on your on your device. Um, a lot of these um, apps have a uh, audible download to it where you can hear the word. If um, yes, yeah, so those are things that you can do. Um, and then incorporating the word in your prayer. For example, um, um, maybe I am. Um, believing the Lord for healing in my body or somebody else's. Third John 2 says, Beloved, I would above all that you would prosper and be in good health even as thy soul prospers. So that's the scripture, but I might incorporate it. I might paraphrase it by saying, Father, I thank you that your word says that you want me to be in good health. And you want me to prosper even in, in uh, you want me to prosper even like my I do in my health. And so, God, I thank you that I'm healthy. I thank you that I prosper in every aspect of my life, not just money, although I would like some cash, Father, so that I can do what I need to do, pay my tithes and contribute to the kingdom. But I thank you that I prosper in relationships. I thank you that I prosper in my business ideas. I thank you that I prosper emotionally. And I thank you that I So, right, you're incorporating, you're paraphrasing the word, and now you're building your prayer around that word. Maybe you have a need about a particular thing. Um, and so what you can do is the Bible says, I believe it's uh, Philippians 4 and 19 or 4 and 13, and my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. Well, maybe what I do is paraphrase the word. I remind first God of his word. Father, your word says, because his word doesn't go out void. He will respond to his word faster than he will us whining and complaining about something. Um, so I will I will say, Father, I thank you that your word says that you pro- you promised me, God, you promised that you would supply all of my needs. I have some needs. My need is X, Y, and J, and I'm, I'm I need you. According to 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 uh, I need you now, Father. I need you to 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 help me. However you want to do it is left up to you. But I thank you that your word says you'll supply every single one of my needs. Maybe what I want, maybe what I desire, is not in. It's not a scripture, right? There's not a scripture that says. I'll bless you with a brand new car or a used car. There's not a scripture, but it's a desire. Mark 11:24 says, "Whatsoever things ye desire when ye pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them." 
So while my desire itself specifically is not a is is not in the Bible, the desire that I have, uh, it says it, the the word desire covers my desire. So I can say, Father, your word says that whatsoever things I desire when I pray, that all I have to do is believe. So Father, I believe, and because I believe, I know without a shadow of a doubt that my request is going to be granted. Now, understanding the desires that we have um, are not, they're not selfish desires. They're desires that come from God himself. We cannot, we cannot use the word to exploit God because God is a spirit and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. So don't ever think that you're going to exploit or manipulate God into getting, getting something to you. No, 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 no. You don't want to do that. That's a mistake. So I hope that makes sense. That was a, a little bit of an example of how you pray the word of God and how you how you pray strategically and how you incorporate the word of God uh, into your strategy. Okay. Hi, good uh, morning. I would like to oh, – can I say um, – this is Tanya. I just um, – I'm building a business, doing my business, and my daily read is a Habakkuk a too. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run the that readeth it for the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end it shall speak and not lie, though it tarry. Wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. So that's something I read daily for my business. So, you know, I completely say what you just said about Lord, you said that though it tarry, it will not, um, for it will become, surely come. Amen. I got cut off, Tanya, when you started to speak. So I mean, I, I think I have the gist of what you said, but that's the, the powerful a, a book to too. Yes, a Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about, I heard that uh-huh. came in just as you were quoting. That's a powerful scripture to remind God of, to remind God of his word over your life. Thank you for thank you for your comment. Anyone else before we end the call? All right. Well, I'm going to give you some time back and I pray that you will meditate on this message and that you will allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you and to give you the ideas, the strategies that you desire. You don't have to do this by yourself. He'll give you this if you ask and you position yourself so you can hear him. Silence the noise. He'll give you the plans, um, and they'll be good, successful plans. And I guarantee you, as long as you keep your hand in his and keep your eyes on the prize, you keep your vision clear, um, you'll see it come to fruition. Thank you so much, everybody. Uh, have a great day. Make today make today a better day for somebody else. Um, do something intentional about um, showing gratitude to somebody. Say thank you. Smile. Look somebody in the eye and smile. If you have to shake somebody's hand, give them a nice, firm handshake. Uh, if you come into the space of someone and they have a question uh, for you that you can ask, answer, answer that you can answer. Answer the question and answer it with a smile. Love you guys. I'll see you back here tomorrow. Same place, same station um, where we are on the journey of vision. God bless you. Have a Hi, baby. <laughs> hey, Vaughn, go to work. Go to work. I love you. Hey, sister. I love you, babe. Okay, Vaughn. Get that money, sis. Show up.